0: Hello friends, welcome back to the Ancient Art Podcast. I'm Lucas Livingston, your tour guide on our journey through the art and culture of the ancient world. This is the abridged version of the podcast episode. For the complete episode, visit ancientartpodcast.org curious. Back in episode 55 of the podcast about the Art Institute of Chicago's new Greek, Roman, and Byzantine galleries, we met the Lycurgus Cup on temporary loan to the Art Institute from the British Museum. The Lycurgus cup is an exquisitely well-preserved example of luxury from the late Roman Empire. It was made in the 4th century of the Common Era, probably in Rome or maybe in Alexandria, Egypt. The cup is quite exceptional in that it's the best-preserved example of a cage cup from antiquity. A cage cup is a conspicuously excessive type of luxury vessel where the outer surface is painstakingly carved away so that the thin outer framework resembles something like a cage for the inner cup. Even more exceptionally rare is to have narrative designs like on the Lycurgus cup. Most surviving cage cups simply support geometric patterns. While fragments of other narrative cage cups survive, the Lycurgus cup is the only fully intact example of a narrative cage cup known today. Also spectacular about the Lycurgus cup is its seemingly magical ability to change colors. It's made of dichroic glass, dichroic simply means two colors. For its exhibition in the Art Institute, a clever lighting rig in the ceiling permits you to see the magical transformation before your very eyes. The Lycurgus cup gets its name from the narrative depiction on its surface. Lycurgus was a mythical king of the Adani, a Thracian tribe. In Book 6 of the Iliad, we learn that King Lycurgus banned the worship of Dionysus and drove the worshippers from his land. There are many other versions of the legend, including the specifics depicted on the cup. It's said that Lycurgus took up an axe and attacked the nymph Ambrosia, a follower of Dionysus. In self-defense, she transforms into a vine and curls her tendrils around the enraged king, holding him fast. Here we see Lycurgus ensnared in the vines of ambrosia while the axe is dropped to his side. You could interpret the dichroic play of green and red colours as relating to the story of Lycurgus. The crimson could be reminiscent of the blood of Lycurgus. The two colours, green and red, are also suggestive of the leaves of the grapevine and of red wine or even the ripening of grapes from green to red, all of which relate to Dionysus, or Bacchus to the Romans. What we don't know is if this was actually meant to be a cup in the first place. The gilded metal rim and foot were added in the 18th or 19th centuries. The Lycurgus cup could just as easily have been an oil lamp. The Corning Museum of Glass has in its collection a lovely cage cup suspended by a metal chain, suggesting it was used as an oil lamp. Whether the Lycurgus Cup was a wine chalice or an oil lamp, it would have been equally spectacular in use. And just as it was prized in antiquity, so too is it celebrated and cherished by millions of spectators today. Thanks for tuning in to the Ancient Art Podcast. If you enjoyed our brief discussion of the Lycurgus Cup, I hope you'll head on over to ancientartpodcast.org curious, where you can get the full episode with far more intricate analysis. If you dig the podcast, be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ancientartpodcast, and you can follow me on Twitter at LucasLivingston. You can subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, and Vimeo, where you'll hopefully give us a good rating and leave your comments. And if you want to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at info at ancientartpodcast.org or use the online form at feedback.ancientartpodcast.org. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time on the Ancient Art Podcast.